0: a really good time for us to connect with each other you know celebrate our small wins um you know give each other virtual hugs and just remind the mape community that we're always here for each other and we will continue to do so
1: created for the mape community by the mape community left unsaid is a podcast where we speak our truth celebrate our talents tell our stories and explore what matters most to us it's time to leave everything on the table and make sure nothing is left unsaid Welcome to the MAPE Podcast, Left Unsaid. I'm your host, Carl Desir, and this is our first episode. I'm super excited to have our guest on today to talk about why this podcast even exists, what's going on with the MAPE alumni community, talk a little bit about almost everything going on with MAPE, Foundation, learn about them, hear what they're up to. It's going to be a really great conversation, so I'll let them uh, introduce themselves. Let's start with uh, Kemi.
0: Sure. Hi, I'm Kemi Acacia. I am one of the co-chairs on the Mac Council. I am currently a account supervisor at MRY, and I was fortunate to be in the May class of two
1: thousand and nine. Awesome. And Kemi, something I learned from this uh, boot camp from this company called Reboot—they do a coaching and for leaders and executives—they um, do a check-in where they go, you know, red, yellow, green, and it's kind of where you are right now in the moment, how you're feeling. So I'd love to know where you are on that color spectrum. Yet yeah, red, yellow or green or somewhere in between.
0: Hmm. I think right now I'm at yellow. Um, you know, I think this isolation life in the beginning it was fine. Right now I'm a little stir crazy dealing with insomnia, onboarding a new team member to my team. So it's just one of those weeks. Um, but, you know, I'm happy to be here and trying to get to green.
1: All right. All right. We're happy. Maybe we'll get that up a little bit up towards green by the end.
0: Fingers crossed.
1: All right. Sharon.
2: Hi, I'm Sharon Tony. I'm another MAPE co-chair and I'm part of MAPE class of 2000. So I've been working in advertising for 20 years this year. Um, I currently have my own digital marketing agency um, called SLT Consulting.
1: And how are you on the spectrum, red, yellow, green, Sharon?
2: Today, I think I'm, I think I'm yellow green. Um, so it, I'm happy that it's Thursday. It's almost Friday. It's been, it's just been, it's been a long week and it's been a very long day as well. So it's just like, you know, at this time I'm always like, ugh. so I'm probably more yellow than green, but I'm, I'm like aspiring towards green.
1: All right. Well, <laughs> we're, we're all here apparently aspiring towards green. So let's, you know, hopefully we'll get there, have a good conversation. And thank you for the reminder that it's almost Friday we recording on a Thursday and it's almost Friday because sometimes those days just get they get lost when you're yeah <laughs> here in quarantine so yep. thanks for that I guess the first question and then Kim okay, okay, I'm gonna throw this out to you um because we've talked at length about this this podcast for a while why is it important what makes it important for MAPE to have a podcast at this time
0: well I think a few reasons I think one MAC in general this year really trying to have more one-on-one conversations and really like reach out to the community and take their feedback in. And so I think this is another opportunity for us to do so. And I think, you know, with what we're dealing with now, it's also just a really good time for us to connect with each other, you know, celebrate our small wins, um, you know, give each other virtual hugs and just remind the main community that we're always here for each other and we will continue to do so.
1: I think that's great. So connection is so needed in this time, as we all know, right? Um you mentioned Mac, and both of you mentioned your co-chairs of Mac. Um what is Mac? Uh
0: good question. Um Mac is the Maple Alumni Council, and this was started last summer and kind of a revamp of what the old council used to be, where they bring in um Maple Lum to kind of just help the 4A's Foundation create content programming. Um just, just about anything to connect to Mape community and so we have people from but far as back as 20 years like Sharon to people who just are a couple years out of the program um, working on creative working on um, alumni relations and so forth and just figuring out a way how we can best continue to support the community in any way we can moving
1: forward. I think that's great I, I remember when I was at the 4As and we had the it was the MAPE Alumni Executive Council I like mac is so much more concise um and it it was it was a great it was a great way to activate the community and just from having working with you all uh you all are so dedicated you do great work you put on i mean the summit was amazing um i'm curious what made both you and i'll I'll start with sharon what made both of you want to be on mac and give back to mape in the way in this sort of way
2: yeah i think for me i had i had really dropped in dropped off from MAPE many years ago. I was pretty involved with MAPE coming right out of the program and definitely in the first few years of my career. And then I I left the agency world. I went client side. I like did a whole lot of other things. And as I when I started my own business again, which is ironically an agency, I was kind of like, I really just I want to give back. I want to stay connected. I want to be able to support the pipeline that I came up through. And right at that moment, Alexis had started her new role and was recruiting for MAPE alums for this, for the council. And I think I like stumbled upon it, to be honest. Like, I don't know if maybe it was through an email or on LinkedIn, but it was almost like this accidental, like I was looking for something and then it crossed my path. And I was like, that's right, there, I can always get back to MAPE. So I had applied to be a part of it. And it's been it's, it's been almost a year now that we've all been working together. And it's it's just been wonderful to be reconnected with the community and to also see how much the program has changed and grown over the last little bit.
1: Yeah, you hear that? Anyone listening, alumni, can always <laughs> give back to Mape. Kemi, what <laughs> what drove you to to join in? Not only just join in, but be the co-chair.
0: Yeah, I think a few things. I think. Similar to Sharon, on a personal level, like I had been disconnected from some of my Mapier cohorts, and I wanted to reconnect. But I also think DNA is just really important to me in general. I have been fortunate enough to be part of a lot of different diversity programs, such as, you know, Inroads, MLT. Um, I volunteer with the uh, nonprofit America Needs You that does mentoring for first generation college students, and you know, I think there's, I think the people of color need champions and we need, we need support. This world, you know, will come at us so many different types of ways to bring us down. And so I think it's really important to find ways to elevate each other. And, you know, being a co-chair will allow me to kind of have a strong hand in that, um, help with programming and really make an impact. Um, So that's kind of what drew me to the role and to getting back with the council. And can I just give her some props
1: publicly? Of course.
2: Kemi's been incredible. Like this is this is a new, the, the board itself and the positions that exist are brand new. Like we're kind of establishing it as, as we go. And Kemi came in and she has like this three, five, 10 year plan, like a roadmap. <laughs> She's such the account manager. Like she literally has projects and project management stuff and timelines. And, and it's just been such a pleasure to work with someone who's super organized, but also who like has a real vision for what this will look like even beyond this initial term that all of us are serving. So it's been really cool to kind of serve by her side and honestly to be more of a follower than the leader in a lot of things, but uh, she's been a great partner to work
0: with. It's very sweet. <laughs>
1: are, you, are you getting closer to green?
0: A little bit, a little bit. All right. we're, we're gonna work, get you all the way to green. <laughs> uh,
1: Kemi, <laughs> you you touched on a lot of different programs out there and, and Sharon, I wanna kind of ask you about the 4A's Foundation. Because mm-hmm. while it's, it's been around for a while, over the past couple of years has taken a pivot and really Mm -hmm. trying to take a bigger stance out there to do good work. Can you talk a little bit about the foundation and and work you're doing with the foundation?
2: Yeah. The foundation does a couple of things. It raises money for scholarships and awards for May Fellows. And so that that helps to fund the program, but it also helps to fund pipeline programs coming into um, the industry as well. So high school, high school programs, as well as other diversity initiatives. And my company has been fortunate or rather, I should say, um, we, my, yeah, my company, I guess my company, my agency, we take on a pro bono client every quarter. And so this quarter we're actually working with the four A's to help support them in coming up with a marketing strategy and a fundraising strategy, um, social media content, digital marketing, uh, ideas, and it's really sort of it's been really interesting to kind of be um, on the the strategy side of things, as well as kind of being on the on the on the board side of things. Because even something like who's our target audience, you know, like who's the persona, who's our ideal donor when it comes to individual donations, and I find myself going through all these exercises, and I'm like, wait, it's me. Like, <laughs> it's literally like a mate alum right so it's been it's it's so close to my heart because we've obviously all been through it and it's it's just been a real joy to also work with rima and alexis and everybody else that we know and love and they're technically my client on this project so that's also been a lot of fun to support them in this way
1: you're their client they're your client. Yeah. It's it all, all weird. Kind of. We, and, all, we yeah. all just love each other in that way. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I mean, I can speak from personal. Just, you know, I want to thank you for stepping in and taking on the foundation as a pro bono client because as, as someone with a side hustle um, that had a, a design agency, shout out to Thought Matter, take me on as a pro bono client and my side, mm-hmm. my side project, the boom list, they elevated to the next level. Yeah. And there's no way that me, myself could have hired them to do that. So thank you. Uh, for that work, and I know that the Forest Foundation team really, really appreciates that.
2: Oh, thank you. It's the least I could do. I feel like you know, I've, like I said, I think Kemi's been really carrying a lot of the, the weight for for running Mac as a as a council, and um, I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to figure out how to step up my game too. So mm-hmm. that was that was sort of our way of giving back and continuing to support all the great things that we're doing together.
1: It's great. Speaking of. Mac, Kimmy, I know we're we're this is the podcast. We're going to talk a little bit more about the podcast, but I want to know what, and I'm sure other people want to know what is the Mac up to, right? Because one, it's new decade, new year, but also there's been a a little bit shift in how things have to operate. You can talk a little bit about what Mac is up to, what they're planning for the alumni, especially now that we are all at home. Yeah, it's a
0: really good question. Um, You know, I think the biggest thing. The council is focusing on now is supporting the foundation with the change in the mate program this year with everything going virtual we still want to figure out the way a way to make the program as robust as possible as valuable as possible and really um let the new cohort get the most bang for their buck out of it and I think on top of that, we, the four Eyes is a foundation, right? So with everything going on too, there's also like Sharon mentioned fundraising that we're thinking about new ways to tap into the loan community to help them continue to support MAPE during this time. As we know, financial things are, financial strain rather is a big issue for um, nonprofits as well. And then, you know, I think always we're trying to figure out ways that, like I talked about connection, ways we can Engage the community and connect with each other. Whether it's the event coming up next week with Mem Connect, where we're cooking together, or whether it's the DJ party, live virtual party, just ways to remind people that MAPE is here for you and let's connect.
2: And I also think that I think in this time where we are all at the moment, anyway, social distancing and at home, having those new virtual events is such a nice way to create a new opportunity for people to come together. I think that when it comes to like networking events, seminars those types of things that that suits a certain type of personality and sometimes i feel like that's not always appropriate for every like it's not accessible for everyone whereas um i think a lot of these more recent events that we've been doing allows anyone to join anywhere like in your pajamas you know with your video off if you don't want to be seen but you can still be there and be present and to stay connected
0: it's a really good point
1: yeah yeah it's I love how it's showcasing all the different ways people need to interact, right, right. in certain ways. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about in different conversations about like what we're going to keep from this time and that just breadth of ways to connect for people. That There's not only one mm-hmm. way to network anymore. Mm-hmm. So many different ways. Yeah. So I, th- I think that, you know, coming out of this, we'll see a mix of these sort of things. We're still going to have the live events, of course but they're going to do, there's still going to be virtual events too, more so. Because right. like, I remember when I was there, we tried to do a, at the 4 we tried to do a um, virtual career fair and people were like, what? <laughs> How are you going to do that? And now it's like, oh, we have to do it. And there are ways right. to do it. And some people are going to like it, some people aren't. And it's, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. So right. To that
0: point, what's been really wonderful to see is that people are turning out and coming to the events. And so like the want is there, which is really just wonderful.
1: I heard that the um, DJ party with Olu went, was supposed to be like two or three hours and it went for like five last Saturday. That's really great to see that people are coming out because, you know, to your point, Sharon, they need, we need to still need to connect even though we can't yeah. do it in person. Having yeah. all these different ways where you can do that is is great. Let's talk a little bit about the podcast. Uh, we have a couple episodes on deck, right? I think uh, the first couple are actually a continuation of the Summit Conversations. Where do you both of you and you know, I uh, see this podcast evolving in the future, and the type of content that you might see on it? Well, I'm not going to hold you to it, so it's okay. You can say whatever you want.
0: That's a good question. Yeah, go ahead, I, I think,
2: and this is evolving as we go. You of know, Carl, you're always going to be the host, so that's oh, going to be a constant. Wow. I think. Okay,
1: so I'm old and gray. <laughs>
2: I think it'd be great to keep showcasing people in the industry, people of color in the industry, as well as Mapleums. alums, it's kind of like this, you know, where are they now? How did they get there? What are they doing? And having people tell their stories, having people connect, it might be interesting to kind of have like, I mean, we sort of, I was part of a recording with you yesterday, Carl, which I think is probably going to air soon um, with other women, uh, women of color entrepreneurs, Right. And so it's sort of how do we group people together based on commonalities and get their perspectives, but it'd be also interesting to kind of get people that are like totally different, like an art director with like a a strategic research person and having them discuss their own opinions about their own experiences or, or other things. So that kind of, that could be kind of neat going forward.
0: I think at the core of the podcast, and I think you mentioned this at the beginning, it's definitely very much us by us and I think that will remain at the core of the podcast and you know like I know the next few episodes we are taking questions from Summit and so we really are listening to the people and giving them what they want and I think um, moving forward I think this year we've done a really great job with is asking the community what they want to hear what content what experiences they want and I think as we evolve we're going to continue to do that and make sure that the content on here is not just us pushing out and talking to people but talking talk, having conversations with them. And like Sharon said, bringing an alum in to have those conversations and lead those conversations.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine doing a MAPE podcast without the MAPERS and the MAPE alum. Yeah. Being featured, being highlighted, letting their voice be heard, letting them say what needs to be said and showing that, you know, their expertise in different fields. So apparently I'm doing this forever. So I can't Forever. wait. Can't wait yep. until my AI voice is still here in you know thirty thirty five <laughs> doing the podcast. You're uh, gonna be
2: the host of a top ten podcast show. I look, mean, uh, you put it out there.
1: Top ten. Yeah, let's put it out there.
2: You're you yeah. You're gonna be like the next um, Joe Rogan. Oh no, there, dude. <laughs> uh, there.
1: Uh oh, watch out, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Kevin?
0: You have the voice.
1: I have That's the undeniably. voice. Undeniably. Oh my god, you do. It's the mic. The mic actually makes my voice. It's like a special podcast mic that makes it perfect for podcasts. I feel um, like I want you to
0: read me a bedtime story.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's next. Maybe we'll do MAPE bedtime stories. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, MAPE at night. Mape at, MAPE at night. Oh my goodness. It's funny you say that because I've always thought because my daughter wants, we always read bedtime stories and as much as I love her, sometimes it gets tired after the fifteenth story to keep going and going. Yeah. So I always thought just like I'm gonna read a couple, just put it on an iPad and let that go. Exactly. So, exactly. so who knows? Who knows? Mape at night. Mape uh, at bedtime night. Bedtime stories like from Mapers MAPE, Kids. Mape or meditations. Or I like oh, that. I like I have MAPE a mape meditation. Yep. I like that. I'm sure there's Mate
2: mantras. Okay. We we have a whole oh, look wow. at that this is kemi, uh, we've got like multiple spinoffs of this podcast listen, I'm now
1: look i'm looking at the mate podcast deck we have working with me kemi and rima and she's already putting that in there the yeah, stuff can, we're gonna the, the do bullet, the bullet the slides are it's, are being populated as we listen, speak like, without without <laughs> kemi and rima driving this we, if it was up to me this thing would have never happened like <laughs> kemi there was one point we're on a call i looked at kemi and she was like just glaring at me and i was like yeah i know i owe you a lot of stuff i'm getting you she is the queen.
2: She's she's the queen of timelines and roadmaps and project plans. Yep.
0: I promise you guys, I am a chill person. Okay.
2: <laughs> you are super chill. You're just really, really high functioning, right? Like
1: very productive. Really good at what you do, making us all okay. get very this stuff good at what done. You do. So thank you, thank you. This has been a great conversation so far, but I want to get to know each of you a little bit more, and I think. You know, we, we, we'd we miss an opportunity if we didn't get into your MAPE experience and your MAPE story. What is your MAPE story? You can go first, Kenny. <laughs> I'm
0: trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I've got to
2: think a lot longer than you to remember mine.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, let's think. Well, um, what what so city did, were you in?
1: Oh, I thought that would so, be an easy question.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I did Mape in Chicago, my hometown, actually, okay. um, in two thousand in two thousand nine. So it was, it was a little unique in that I lived at home and commuted. I worked at FCB on the Glade team for the summer, and I mean, I think I think it was a great experience. I think it was putting my foot in the water, learning what account people do. I really enjoyed the experiences at other agencies, learning what PR agencies. Oh, that's not right. <laughs> Ha-ha. Yeah. I'll have to that again. <laughs> there's some oh, PR good. agencies um it's okay it's been a long day it has uh but I mean I think one of the most valuable things was like exposure to different agencies exposure to different functions I like for example I didn't know what a planner did back then I know that strategy now these days yeah, we're <laughs> learning with the learning all the different departments and the inner workings of agency life um and also I think you know I was a marketing major in business school in undergrad and so everyone was going to corporations and I did the summer at Walgreens corporate. And so it was a whole different company culture shock for me as well. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't know until they're in it to see what agency life is. And I think that's a draw to agency world.
1: Was the Walgreens through inroads or MLT? Okay. Okay. You (laughs) rattled off a bunch of stuff. You just went through all of them. So I was like, I'm trying to think about which one that might've been (laughs) Overachieving from the beginning. A little. (laughs) yeah.
2: You're just—you are the model of excellence. <laughs>
1: it can be I, I, I might have missed it, but what year did you do Mape?
0: 2009.
1: So, was there a Face of Talent then?
0: I don't think there was a Face of Talent, and if I'm wrong, we might kill me. But um, I def- <laughs> we definitely had a week in New York uh, where we had graduation and we had yeah. the career fair, um, like they do, the, they, like they still do.
1: No, it was—it was a trick question. There was no Face, face of Talent started <laughs> <Okay>. in 2011. <laughs> There, there was graduation. Oh, that was grad. mean. That was mean. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, got it
0: right, though. Just, you that got is- it right. You passed. You did. You did.
1: All right, Sharon, you're, you're made. Yeah.
0: Story. So
2: I'm, I'm glad Kemi went first because it actually helped me to remember my own experience. I was a media planning intern at McCann Erickson, which is where I ended up working right out of college. Um, but that summer, I was working on believe it or not, the KY account. (laughs) And I laugh about that now because that was just so interesting, right? So it was like media planning and all that stuff was a whole new ball game for me. I was never a numbers person in school. I was a psychology major, but I think when I interviewed and when I applied for me, I probably indicated that I really loved consumer insights or data or something. And so I got placed for media planning but working on a client like KY i'm just going to go all out there like go, go we, it was it. right it was before KY had their line of like of everything we know of it now so like all the flavored versions like the liquid version back then this was 20 years ago KY jelly was what it was called was a product for menopausal women even though oh. it was being purchased for all the reasons that it's purchased now as an intimate product right and I remember this, we were, we were in this media planning discussion and um, we had all this data, we were looking at sales data and it was all this data about how, like when, what periods of time the sales spiked for KY. And what we found was that around Valentine's Day, they had their best weekend for like three years in a row. Why? Because it's Valentine's Day, right? And so you're, that's part of you buy your roses and you buy your KY and that's part of your whole experience. So we were trying to convince the client to pump more budget into certain like day parts or time periods. I mean, this is when television was still an advertising thing, girls and boys, you know, pumping more money into certain time frames or certain channels and stuff and really trying to convince the client like people are using this as an intimate product. Like we know that we're targeting women who are like 50 and up, but this is being used in bedrooms across America. So let's create creative to really talk about that. And also here's all of the data to showcase that. And so being the little intern on the project having to like do research about that was just so it was just fascinating. It was one of those, like, I I can't believe that this is really part of my job and, and all of that stuff. And then to, and then a few years later, having them come out with like their line of flavored KYs and intimate products and actually like to then expand into what they are today was kind of um, a moment for me of like, yay, like our research worked, even though it took many, many years for I think Johnson & Johnson owns that brand um, to come around. So that was my internship. And so, yes, there was a lot of like interesting, fun twists and turns. But I had a moment at the very end. So, at the end of the summer, um, McCann did a luncheon for all of their interns. So, it wasn't just the MAPE uh, interns, it was like anyone else that was interning. And it was very cross functional. And they showed the agency reel during that luncheon. And I had been there, is it like an eight week program, right? Maybe is usually, um, so like
1: 12 is usually.
2: 12, 10 10 weeks, something. Yeah. So I I had been there for, you know, eight to 10 weeks, the whole summer working on J&J as my client and this one project as a client. And I had realized at that moment that I had never even watched any of the commercials. I was staring at spreadsheets the whole summer and looking at data. And I I was like, whoa, I'm at an ad agency and I haven't even watched the creative. Like it was like this weird moment for me. So I went to the HR, like, I think for my exit interview, whatever we were, I was talking to the HR person and, um, I was, uh, I went to school at NYU. So I was in New York city the whole year. And I had an intern at McCann in New York as well. And the HR woman was, uh, giving me my review. And of course it was a great review and, and lots of nice things. And she had said, well, what do you want to do next? And I had said, well, I know my internship's over, but since I'm in New York, Can I continue to work here for free or whatever, like as an intern, but I want to work in a function that's going to get me closer to the creative because it wasn't until literally it was like yesterday. It wasn't until the day before that I realized I hadn't seen any of the commercials. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. And so I ended up extending my time at McCann. So I started off in Mate, but then I extended my time like individually um, to continue on as an intern through my senior year of college, I worked on the MasterCard account in account management. And that's when the Priceless campaign, which was a really big deal back then, was rolling out globally. So I got to help to support that happening. Um, and then from there, got made, like they made me an offer before I even graduated from school, which was really nice. So thanks to MAPE, I learned a ton about KY Jelly and how it was really being used. But I also got to pivot from media planning into account management. and. Uh, to really start my career in advertising. I
1: mean, that's that's great. It seems that KY made quite an impression on you and really <laughs> <Sure> helped <did. laughs> lubricate your way into advertising.
2: <laughs> Lubricated my way. It helped to, to warm things up for me, Carl. <laughs> oh man,
1: we could do this all night. Um, okay, where where do, where do we go from there? I don't uh, even know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this is this is a good first episode. <laughs> Um, okay, let's bring it back. We're serious again. We're coming back, seeing seeing how this is not the typical year for Mape. Does the advice you'd usually give a Maper, a Mape fellow coming in, still hold, or is there something else that you would tell them going forward for this summer?
0: I think proactivity is going to be really important. Fellows are going to get what they put into the program. Um, I think that's just the circumstance of the world that it has to be that way. Um, so I think I would encourage them to do as, many, do as many Zoom calls as they can with people. Reach out to to the other fellows in different states and connect with them and share their experiences. And I also think for our alums, like we also need to be more active and participate. You know, There's going to be a larger class this year, so alums need to be a little bit more active, and I hope they volunteer and really try to help us and the foundation make the program as great as it can be under these circumstances.
1: Yeah, I would, I would agree. There's... I think it's another record-breaking year for fellows. Um, I think over 350 this year. So yeah, Yeah. sign up to be a MAPE coach, volunteer your time, come to the events, do whatever you can to help out this group because 350 is a lot. That's bigger than my high school class. That's a lot of people.
2: That is a lot of people.
1: Sharon, what's – oh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Kemi.
0: Right, but I was gonna say also it's like it's it's very I think it's very telling also. It's like, you know, people of color want to be in this industry and you know, oh, as wait. all of us have been in this industry for a while, we know we need them because brands still aren't getting it and they're still failing. And so it's just so important to support them. love it.
2: I think what I would tell the fellows is to, to start with the end in mind, which is so cliche, but it was, that's what was actually told to me when I started my MAPE program. And what that means is sort of, you know, at the end of the summer or at the end of the experience, what do you want to have accomplished? How do you want people to remember you? What are the things that you want to have um, learned or to have achieved and to to go in knowing that so that you can make the most of the the 10 weeks or the program or the relationships that you create because it is it is one of those experiences where it's the beginning of something really big. And it's the beginning of something where even 20 years later, you know, being on the other side, I can tell you that it's it's going to be such a pivotal part of your career. And so this is this is a, a great moment to be able to create your future as it's happening.
1: Yeah. There's I mean, that's a that's a great point. There are many alum out there who will credit MAPE for getting their foot in the door of not just advertising, but their career. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately, all MAPERS don't end up coming into advertising and MAPE helped them decide that, but also gave them skills to have them succeed in other places. So I'm sure when you talk to a lot of the more seasoned alum out there, you know, they'll tell you that MAPE played a big part in getting them in the door. Some, especially if you go further back. And I'm thinking of, you know, we we lost Sheldon Levy last year. Um, He was in the original MAPE class he mm-hmm. would always say without MAPE he would have never had the life that he had after you know going through it right yeah and you know especially his career and Mark Stevens and shashan in the in the marks that that mm-hmm. that you know yeah. they travel all together still come to the events <laughs> they were at selection this year um and so it's it's really I mean I I wish I had done MAPE I still got in it's a lot harder oh my goodness let me tell you so much harder <laughs> Um, and I probably would have been much further in my career had I done, MAPE. You know, if you ask, like, Mark Williams, who was at Selection, Mark Shoshan, other, other folks, it's, they'll tell you MAPE really helped set them on their path. Yeah. Um, Give them the skills, the connections uh, to get in and break into this. Even without, you know what, I'm not going to go there. Speaking of alum, what would you say after they're done with the fellowship, when they become a, an alum? You know, what, being part of MAPE, being a MAPE alum, how does that impact or how can that impact and will impact their career, life, all of the above?
2: All of the above. I think that it should hopefully give them a sense of confidence. It's so hard, like you said, Carl, to even get selected to be a maper that in those moments, if you ever feel that you don't belong or you're not, you you know, you're not as as somebody next to you, you're not as talented, you're not as smart, you're not as whatever capable because we all have those moments of imposter syndrome which is also something we talked about at summit knowing for sure that you've been through this experience that you were selected that you've that you have all everything that it took to to even be part of the program should hopefully give you that confidence that as you grow in your career you you have what it takes like those skills that you that you first come into the program with but then that you actually gain as you go through the fellowship are skills that you're going to be able to use forever. Those are evergreen professional skills, like the the art of networking, the public speaking, the, I mean, like Kemi's project management skills. Like I think a lot of that stuff are things that you learn in a program like Mate. And so feel empowered and feel emboldened by the fact that you you have all of those colors in your, you know, in your Crayola box. And you can use it to kind of, you know, c- Create whatever vision or whatever career you want that to be.
1: That's I mean, yeah, you know, the Zoom thing gets a little awkward when everyone just starts talking. You know, it's much easier when you're all face to face and you can just have that conversation. Yeah. Because you know, but now it's like, oh, did someone say? Uh, I can't. Uh, uh. Um, I'll, I'll let you go, cami
0: I think with that, I think also, um, alum and new alum should remember that Mape is truly a family, and I think that throughout the program and the experience, you feel that, and you you experience that. But I think even afterwards, I think last year I was going through a career transition and I reached out to Alexis and Rima and they're like, girl, we got you, you know, And I think I knew that I could go to my mate family and I knew that they could help me out and they would support me, you know, in any way that I needed. And I've seen that with so many alums from whether you're looking at the Facebook group, it's very apparent, you know, or there's someone's having a bad day and they're just like, Hey guys, it's rough today. Like, and then the community just comes in and gives them that encouragement and gives them what they need. I think It really is a family, and that translates in so many different ways, and I hope the new fellows and even the existing alum remember that.
1: Both very, very true and very powerful. Sharon, what you said about it's already in all of the MAPERS and all of us, Mm -hmm. and it's MAPE doesn't create the skills, just brings those out of you because we all have it in there to go have the career we want. And Kemi, yeah, MAPE is, I've seen MAPERS, I've seen MAPE coaches have their, I guess, coachees, you know, well, okay, back back in the day it was mate mentor, mate mentee, right? Uh mm-hmm. mate mentee get their mate mentor a job at their agency because they knew they were coming right. in to interview. Yeah, not get a yeah. job, but like help, you know, put in a good word. For that I've seen mapers all living together in New York and just when one leaves, another one pops right in because that's I've seen get on Facebook groups like someone's like, "Hey, I'm coming into town." And 30 people get together for Oh, we can't do that anymore. Damn. <laughs> but 30 people get together for dinner. Right? right? Um, on, a, on a moment's notice, you know, bonds are created. I've seen Mapers get married, invite Mapers to their weddings. It's, it is quite the family. Um, yeah. And once you're a Maper, you're always a Maper. And that mm-hmm. never changes. You can walk into any agency and be like, where are your Mapers at? And then there'll be somebody there yeah, to come and say, hey, come on over here, sit here. Um, so yeah, all that very true. So all the 2020 Mapers, y'all are very lucky to be part of this family. All the Mapers from 1973 on up. Yep. Very lucky to be part of this family. So come on, help out, lend yeah. your time, use your voice. There's gonna be a lot of opportunities to do that this year and beyond. So true. Because be put together that great plan for even after. <laughs>
0: yeah, this the plan. The five
2: year plan, <laughs> <laughs> five year strategic vision. And <laughs> <laughs> I have to
0: execute it. Thanks, right. Karen.
1: <laughs> um, I got one more question, but before that, do either of you have anything else you want to say in part upon the listeners? This is the first episode. You're setting the tone for the oh entire gosh. rest oh of this podcast, and it's for eternity. No pressure whatsoever. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, I was thinking, Carl, you didn't say who you are on the podcast.
1: Oh. Yeah, Carl, who wow. are you?
0: Why are we talking to you?
1: And Carl, you're pretty awesome. Well, I agree. See, I'm blushing. <laughs> glad I'm glad this is a podcast, not a video. Uh, who am I? Well, I was born a poor man. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> why are we talking to me? Well, um, as I mentioned before, I used to work at the 4A's. I used to run MAPE for a while, uh, a couple of years, and then became, I became uh, as they affectionately, I hope, put it, I was the old REMA, overseeing the 4A's Foundation uh, and MAPE and helping out with the high schools and all that stuff. So that's my connection uh, to MAPE. Currently now, uh, my job is I'm at RGA, uh, the Global Executive Director of Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. Why are you speaking to me? It's because Rima made me do this. (laughs) Uh, No, because I think this was, it's like worlds collide, and talking to the 4As, helping relay some knowledge of, of what my years, which were, what 2011 through 2018 at the forays over to the new team that's there uh, being led by Rima and Simon um, we just started talking and saying you know you know it'd be really good you know to highlight more MAPE alum and what to do in and then we ran it by Mac and they were like yeah no let's do this and apparently I have a, have a podcast voice new thing new thing for me learn something new every you day do. but I love MAPE um, I've been a supporter ever since I found out uh, about Mate back in 2007 and have been an avid supporter ever since, will always be, no matter what I'm doing. Um, and I love talking to people. So I guess that's who I am and why you're talking to me or why I'm hosting this. Awesome. Guess Thank so. you. Yeah. Oops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot. See, you, you threw me off <laughs> by asking me a question in return.
0: She's got another one for
1: you. I can see it in All her right. eyes.
0: No, not a question. Oh. But I do think um, we we're a mess if I didn't just give a big shout out to the rest of the map Council. Um, we have a, a council about, I think there's about 10 of us that every two weeks we meet and the team is just, they're just rock stars and they're so dedicated and I just want to just give them a big kudos and thank you for everything they, they do from helping Plan Summit to, you know, Zoom calls every two weeks. It's a lot. Or yeah. so, so thank you guys. Do you want to give
1: a big round of applause? Because I think I can big do Big
2: round of applause and I want to give a shout nope, out nope, to the regional
1: Oh, that max there it is. <laughs> Sorry, I'm playing with this thing. I got sound effects, and I'm I just like, I don't know that? which ones are which. Oh, right. cool. So wait, do we do it? Do we give him a big round of applause? All right, kind of special effect. That's it. That's all I'm gonna do because I, I apparently can't wait. Even know. You got
2: to You got to do another one though, because because we oh. also have regional Max as well. Oh, Okay. So we've got the national the national group, but then we also have maple alums in regions also helping to
1: run the program shout out to them too all right that that was that was the extent of my podcast producing right there it's a rocky start so high tech
2: How'd you get all those people in the room? Wow.
1: Listen, I know, but but they're they're all actually zooming in on different calls. They're not all here. My my place isn't big enough to have everyone that was clapping stand six feet apart at least. Okay. The shout outs. Okay. Uh, So the last question I have for you two is how much closer are we to green than from the beginning?
2: I'm there. I'm at bright green.
1: Okay.
0: I'm smiling, so I'm at green too. All
1: right. Look at that. Mission accomplished. This podcast can (laughs) end With one episode, we made everything happen, went from yellow to green, talked about KY, shout out Hall (laughs) of Mac, uh, regional councils. I think we're good. I think we don't have to do any more episodes, actually. Well,
2: no, we got to tell everybody to subscribe.
1: Oh, that's true. And share
2: with their friends. Tell them to listen. Because this needs to be a top 10 podcast. Everybody should know about MAPE and know about the amazing MAPE alum,
1: whether or not you
2: work in advertising or whatever. Subscribe to this podcast. It's gonna be awesome, and Carl will always be our host.
1: Always and forever. forever. Yep. So yeah, that's a good point. Subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, now that it's officially out, because it's I mean, we're thinking about the future. We're actually talking in the future, yeah. May fifteenth, or somewhere around that date, right, Kemi?
0: I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> we're trying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's gonna be like May eleventh, no, Kemi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I get some DMs like, "So I thought this was launching in May, but." <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, it's going to launch somewhere between May 15th and the end of the year. Just right. keep an keep right. eye out. Keep an eye out. You, I hope Sometime in, Sometime, Sometime in 2020. Sometime in 2020. So subscribe to the uh, Maple Alumni newsletter, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just follow social. Just social. You'll know on social. That's it is. Well, I want to thank both of you for uh, coming out. Um, well, you didn't actually come out anywhere. You were <laughs> staying at home, spending the time, and having a little chat about this. I'm sure we, b- we will be talking to both of you in future episodes. And yeah, thank you.
2: Thank you for having us. Thank, Thank you. Us.
1: All right.